Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, if you were listening to the programme uh, yesterday, Andrea was uh, talking about student accommodation. And I want to draw your attention to a message that we got into the show about the cost of student accommodation. And here's what it says. It's shocking, the cost of rent. My son is in college in UCC and was quoted €750 a month for a room in a seven-bedroom house and they have to pay €250 a month over the summer months to hold the house for next year. And we want to find out, is this common? This idea of, I always understood that students paid for nine months of the year. And if you're uh, fortunate and the landlord is decent, they'll let you back in in uh, September, October time. But it, it would appear that this is becoming more and more common where students are being asked to pay maybe not quite the same amount of rent over the summer months but they're they're holding rent basically of maybe 250 quid a month uh, over the summer months when you're not even there i want to find out what your accommodation uh, situation is or, or your uh, loved ones who are in college it is a crisis um and i'm joined on the line by asha woodhouse from uh, she's the uh, ucc students president um asha you're very welcome to lunchtime live is this something you've ever heard of before? Uh, students having to pay rent for time that they're not even living in the accommodation? Hi, yeah, it definitely is. Um, this isn't the first time we've come across this. And I think, you know, before where it was possible for students to get, you know, a nine-month lease and then leave in the summer and come back, and we're increasingly seeing a shift now to 12 months. Um, you know, there's kind of this sense that landlords just aren't really you know, bothered to try and fill the room for the summer, um, which is causing, you know, a lot of frustration for people, I think, because it's just ridiculous to have to be out of pocket over the summer as well when you're not even there, coupled with the fact as well that we're just seeing a huge spike in the cost of accommodation for the year. You know, 750 for a room in a seven-bed house, I'd say about two years ago, that could have been 400, maybe 500. Um, so it's just been a huge increase um, and as well to have to foot that cost in the summer it's definitely something we're seeing a lot more now Now um, uh, over the last couple of years certainly anecdotally I have seen uh, a number around Dublin and in Cork actually uh, a number of uh, student accommodation developments springing up all over the place I would have thought that that would lead to an easing of the pressure but no it's not no, there has been a, a huge number of them shooting up over the last number of years and um, even in the UC surrounding area, we have two more to be completed come September. But these complexes as well, you know, they're all private and um, they're luxury private accommodation and they're costing €250 Euros a, a week. Um, you know, so it's upwards of €1,000 a month students are paying for a room in a place like that. Um, it's And it's just the, the up price of it compared to uh, you know co-living in, in houses around the area it's just so much more expensive so a lot of people can't even afford that which is why you know they'd look for um, accommodation kind of in in the housing area instead of these uh, luxury private accommodation complexes because they're just so expensive um, it, I suppose in one sense so, it, so it, sorry to cut across you who who is taking the, this accommodation if it's 250 uh, euro a week are we talking about uh, rich international students or uh, uh, yeah who's who's actually paying that sort of money 
it's a it's a complete mix. I, like a lot of people are very much forced into that situation, and it, it's like you know I think there is this misconception that a lot of international students are really well off. Even we have so many of them who come here, and they feel like nobody kind of forewarns them of the cost of accommodation here compared to other countries. Um, so a lot of people are like students are increasingly taking out loans now and things like that just to afford like their living costs on top of. Uh, university which you know we are paying the highest fees in the European Union um, so there is you know it's a mix of your average students plus international students um, they're, they're going in there out of necessity but it's, it's a huge bill to be footing just to have a roof over your head it certainly is so in terms of uh, back to that message that I read out at the start where uh, they're looking for €250 Euro a month over the uh, summer months to hold the accommodation for next September, October. I- is this the norm now that you have to pay over the summer months or is this a rare case? I think it's it's becoming the norm. Uh, we're definitely seeing it a lot more. And because the accommodation crisis has gotten so bad, a lot of students are doing it without questioning it because they feel like they don't have any other choice, you know. Um, and a lot of students as well, like there, we have students onto us who they're afraid if they move out for the summer that, you know, the landlord is going to increase the cost hugely. I had one student who was paying 450 euro a month and the landlord told him that when they come back in September, it's going to be 550 and that, like, you know, that is, we are, Cork City is a rent pressure zone. They can't be increasing more than 2%, but it's just completely unregulated. And, you know, these kind of laws and stuff aren't being enforced. And I think landlords are just kind of taking advantage of the fact that they know that students don't have anywhere else to go. Um, and they know that they're kind of just under the market price of the private complexes. So there's still a kind of uh, appetite, I suppose, for students to be living in these houses. So, Nave, um, uh, we know that uh, housing is a, a national issue affecting yeah. uh, people from all walks of life. What is the solution, in your opinion, to help students with accommodation, which is a very particular type of accommodation? I think we just need greater regulation urgently, and I think we need um, a lot more uh, education, I think, for, for young people, for anyone who's a renter, because a lot of people just don't know what their rights are either. Um, you know, thresholds um, do great work to try to get that information out there, and that's a lot of what we do as well. But I think people just need to feel confident as they make a complaint to the RTB or they try to do something about it that they're not going to be kicked out on the road because a lot of students don't want to report things because they feel like they're, they'll just end up losing the house and it's such a precarious kind of living situation to be in. So I think there just needs to be much greater protection mm. in that regard. And, and, and the fact is that uh, students are afforded the exact same type of protection that every uh, yeah. tenant is afforded and maybe they just need to realise that fact, I suppose. Stay there for one second if you can, please, Asha. Neve is on the line in uh, Limerick. Neve. You yourself are a student. What is your accommodation situation? Uh, hiya. So, yeah, my accommodation situation at the moment, uh, well, I was I had to move three times in the last year um, because I was the only kind of accommodation that I was finding was sublets where in all of them, the landlord didn't even know that I was living in the house because I wasn't, at the time, I wasn't able to be tied into a, a year-long lease which is basically what was kind of the, is the most common thing that I'm coming across with accommodation. And, 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 and why weren't you able to tie yourself into a one-year lease? 
because I didn't know where I was going to be working, where I was going to get a job, if I was going to emigrate. And that's changed now. I'm going to be working in Limerick uh, going forward. And like I did, I'm in my final year now, but I'm still kind of on a sublet. So the landlord doesn't even know that I'm in the house. So it's kind of like... But that's very precarious, only, is it not? For, I know. For insurance yeah, and all sorts of things. Completely, because um, it's like you run the risk as well of like the the way that I got into the house was because I know the people who are living there already and they didn't want to say to the landlord because they were worried about a rent increase if I moved in and if I would even be accepted to move into the house because I was only going to be there for about six months. So it was kind of like... So no if, for example, the landlord were to visit, uh, you'd have to hide under a bed, would you? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. You know, if I, if the landlord visited, that would really, really kind of put me at risk of losing the house. I've gotten lucky recently where I have actually found a house where the landlord is going to take me on for the year. Um, and it's like fi- it's like kind of a bit of a relief because I've been just living like, you know, you're kind of suspended in a bit of fear that you're always going to be evicted. Yeah, I mean, it, it, <laughs> um, it's it's just one level above sofa surfing, really, isn't it? Yes, yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. And, like, I am paying rent, obviously, but, you know, it's I'm not protected. But you now have somewhere for the next year, for your final year. Yes, well, I'm, I'm graduating now, um, but this is for my year uh, after after college. So do you, I mean, that's an awful situation to be in where you can't commit to a lease yourself and Mm. the only way you can put a roof over your head is uh, subletting from friends who happen to have uh, rented a place Uh, is Mm -hmm. by no means an ideal situation. Do you think there are many um, living in that way, uh, in the same way as you are, uh, Neve? Yeah, no, I know many of my friends who are living that way you know, they're they're not protected. Like they're not they're not technically tenants. You know, because they're, they're, they're well, it's not always. that they're not technically tenants. They're not tenants. Yeah, they're not, or they're not even registered as tenants. There's a lot of kind of cash in hand and uh, landlord situations, like that my friends are in, where you know the landlord 100% hasn't been registered as tenants, hasn't got them on a lease, and you know, like. Like Asher was saying, with um, like threshold and everything, you're protected by like if you're on a lease, you are protected. But then if you're not, it like gets no. And and, and the way you've been living, you had absolutely no protection whatsoever, none. No, except yeah. the goodwill of of the friends who have let you uh, stay in those uh, different accommodations. Stay there for a second because exactly. I want to go to uh, Galway, and Sean is on the line from Galway. Um, Sean, what is your experience? Well, actually, I just don't have any experience because I can't afford accommodation. Right, okay, that's a simple answer, yeah. Yeah, so it's just so expensive, it's not an option for me to move out. No, I'm fortunate in that I'm a reasonably commutable distance, but at the same time, you have to think about other people who aren't. Okay, so so your situation, you're in college where? Uh, In NUIG. In NUIG, And, and where do you live? I live in Lockray. Okay, so, so it is it is commutable, uh, yeah. not ideal, obviously, but mm. um, it obviously doesn't make any sort of financial sense to try and take on a lease of a just so that you could be a bit closer to college, does it? Uh, no, it's 
not really a, a possibility. Um, it does mean that um, there's such infrequent bus times because I rely on public transport that it makes it a bit more difficult, especially since bus services in Lockray were recently cut. So it makes it even more difficult for people to not uh, be living closer to college. And now I'm I'm fortunate in that it is an option for me to be able to commute. But you really have to think about all the people who don't have that option and are much less well off. So it's a really big strain where people are left with an option of either getting an education and going broke in doing so or just not. And let me ask you then, Sean, in in terms of if you were to uh, live closer to NUIG, you're saying you just couldn't afford it. Uh, What sort of rents are you looking at in Galway? Um, last I checked, uh, rents in Galway are the second highest in the country now. We've recently overtaken Cork in that. Um, so the the prices you'd be looking at are just uh, mad money. I, I, I can't remember any figures off the top of my head because I have seen some variation depending on the type of housing. But if, like, I've um, but the notion of, of working to pay for somewhere to live isn't a, an option, is it? Or, or could you not afford, even if you were working, to uh, pay for somewhere? No, I, if I was working, I, I wouldn't be able to. We're, we're now at a point where people are saving up to be able to afford rent, whereas in generations gone by, people would be renting when they couldn't afford to save up for a mortgage. Mm. And I now that's been entirely flipped on its head. So it's just the the rental market has gone so it's just gone mad. Stay, stay there for one second. I want to uh, uh, get a Dublin perspective on this. And uh, Rory Power is the UCD Students Union president. Uh, Rory, good afternoon and welcome to uh, Lunchtime Live. Uh, Rory, have you heard of students having to pay for accommodation for the summer months when they're not even there? Uh, yeah, thanks very much for having me on. Um, I actually think the, the concept of the holding fee is, is a strange one to us because we often hear of, of students simply having to pay the full rent over the summer in order to... to oh, not a reduced rent? Um, not at all. No, no, people are forced to pay the whole rent. And you can try and uh, assign the, the tenancy to someone else for the summer, but there's often fees applied on top of that then as well. Um, but, you know, this, this does happen on an annual level. And, and then what you see coming towards September is the, the annual scramble for um, for accommodation and it gives rise to a particular type of insecurity. So a lot of students will, will opt for, uh, I suppose, not necessarily substandard accommodation, but the likes of digs accommodation, which are, they're usually available at the, the lower price point. And that's a very insecure model of, of, um, uh, of accommodation. I, I know you referenced earlier on that students have the same protections as other tenants. In these instances, they don't at all. They're classed as licensees, and, and, and as licensees, they don't have minimum uh, eviction notice periods. There's no minimum habitation standards. Those are all issues that create, I suppose, a very you know uncomfortable environment for, for students in, in unsatisfactory living conditions. Okay, Rory, I'm, I'm almost out of time, but just in one sentence, what is the solution here to make uh, accommodation easier and more affordable for students? So we need a deposit protection scheme along the lines of what Scotland has. We need minimum notice periods for no-cause evictions, and we need to see a direct state intervention, both on uh, you know the, the likes of Dutch subsidy schemes, but equally on pay, we can't detach this from pay, and we've had hospitality sector individuals um, bemoaning the, the lack of workers. People cannot afford to pay uh, their rent on poverty wages. We need to see a living wage instituted, and it needs to be at an expedited time, time frame. The legislation brought through 
uh, by Leo Varadkar in the last number of years uh, on, on you know, the right to remote working. It's all been really threadbare. We need to see fundamental rebalancing of power structures from, where, from workers as opposed to direct state subsidies to developers and to the employment sector. We need to see, uh, I suppose, a more equitable system that allows people to meet their cost of living. Rory Power, a UCD Students' Union president. Thanks very much indeed for talking to us on uh, Lunchtime Live. Uh, a lot of reaction. And, and by the way, thank you to all of our other callers as well. A lot of reaction to this. It sounds like an absolute nightmare for a lot of students, unless you happen to be one of the lucky ones that can stay uh, living with mammy and daddy uh, while you're going to college. But um, they are few and far between. You're listening to Lunchtime Live. This is Adrian Kennedy with you until two o'clock this afternoon. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.